0: And welcome to another episode of Jonesing for PE. I'm the founder and your host, AJ. And this episode is going to be broken up into three parts. I wanted to do three parts because I didn't want to keep talking and talking and talking and talking and talking. So I figured keep it short, but sweet. Um, and just so you kind of wrap your thoughts around it and then transition into the next next episode. Kind of like uh, Dr. Dre. <laughs> Alright, so on this episode, on part one, um, we are reflecting on your teachings. It's the end of the year, and every year at the end of the year for me, what I like doing is I sit down at the desk, and I just kind of spin in my chair and I think where did I start from? and how am I where I'm sitting right now? Um, I think about you know what works, what doesn't, what did I learn in this process? You know, I even think about my evaluation. was that correct or not? Um, for me this year, it's, it's been kind of a blur because the last couple of weeks we've been dealing with um, home learning and so I almost feel like I had to delete the entire year to figure out how to do the virtual online um, stuff with my students using the programs was fine that that I'm good with um, and I actually like it and I, what, what I find that worked for me was using uh, Microsoft OneNote. I know uh, our district at least is a Microsoft district and some other districts use Google Docs or whatever, which is fine still. Um, but OneNote, I, I like it a lot now that I know how to use it. Um, it's simple and I don't have to have a whole bunch of papers and search through bookshelves and stuff like that it's all in one spot I can have it on my phone I can have it um on my laptop I can have anywhere so I like that Uh, Microsoft forms I feel that works too um when I I like using clickers because it you know it was easy and the kids can see it and they answer it right there in class and see the results. Um, the only downside with Plickers is that in order to add more questions, you have to purchase it. So I, I'm not about purchasing that right now yearly. So Microsoft Forms works great and I can add as many questions as I want and I can tailor it to my students. and allows me to get um, data from my students whenever I let them know, hey, you have a test that you have to take. Or you have this whole two question quiz just to check for understanding. It's all there. And I can embed it into Microsoft OneNote, which is even better. Because the kids, they all they have to do is just go in and they check on the tab, oh, I have a quiz from coach. And they just put it in there. And boom, they're done. So they don't even have to leave and open up other screens. It's all right there. Um, that was actually something I was planning on using for next year. So, um, this coronavirus actually kind of pushed me along a little bit. Um, I'm still, you know, trying to reflect on my teaching. Um, some things that I liked that worked really, really well was um, some things that worked really well. Let me see. Um, Going to different conferences and talking to different PE teachers and just trying to figure out um, what worked for them. Sharing ideas really did work. I know what doesn't work is not being consistent. Inconsistency doesn't work for me At all And There were times where I can think Yeah I didn't I didn't follow through on that I didn't follow up on that Um, I'm having students do something And they're not um, Not that they're not being held accountable But there's no They don't understand the why Why they're doing it And I think that Was something that I I dropped the ball on Um, for myself. I I really should have done a better job. But going through this whole process of reflecting on my teaching and um, reflecting on the impact that I have on the students, I would say that I've (laughs) that's something I learned. Um, My evaluation. Not gonna get too in depth into that, but when I'm thinking about it, I I'm going through it because I know not everybody is a teacher, so you know you have to go through whatever field you're in, what evaluation you got this year. Um, I know thinking about mine in particular, um, it was I think it was right on schedule. It was right on with everything. Um, there was only like a few things that needed to be tweaked a little bit, but it wasn't as if it was something that stood out drastically. It was actually something that I thought of and came up with um, as far as my my uh, grows, as as some people like to say, my grows um had a lot of glows and only one or two grows um man it's kind of hard to keep track of what, which g word i'm saying um but when you when you're done listening to this because we're coming to the end of of this episode and again i like to try to keep it short sweet to the point right now we're approaching 7 minutes and 12 seconds um Reflect on your teaching for this year. That's what I want you to do. Reflect on what works, what doesn't. What did you learn going through this whole entire process about your teaching? Whether it's, man, I really need to step up in these areas. Like, you know, I had way too many accident reports that I had to write. So maybe I need to think about um, better safety rules. Um, Or is it, classroom behavior like man my kids were they were safe because they kind of knew know what they're doing but they were always off tasks or was goofing off so maybe I need to come up with some more um, behavior management um, procedures or something so with that being said this is the end of part one of episode four um, episode four part two 2 will be coming up shortly. So with that in mind, take care, stay classy. And welcome to another episode of Jones and 4PE. This is episode 4, part 2. I'm your host AJ, or professionally, Aaron Jones and in the last episode we talked about reflection on your teaching and this episode we're talking about reflection on your planning so what we're talking about today is how do you do your planning do you just wing it does your planning reflect on your teaching do you plan with others you know do you stay stationary at your desk or do you get up and move around the room so those are some of the questions that we're going to try to be answering today um, on this episode. For me, I usually do my planning way in advance. Uh, I look at our schedule, how often I see our kids, our students, and I try to plan that way. Now, elementary units are... Work a lot different than secondary. Secondary, you see the kids more frequently. You can literally plan a pre-assessment and a post-assessment uh, skills days. You can even set it up as seasons. Uh, you have tournament at the end and a huge like championship activity. I remember when I was teaching middle school and I was doing my basketball unit and I planned it where I had you know, my pre-assessment, which has to mirror my, or my post-assessment has to mirror my pre-assessment. So I did the pre-assessment and then I did skills and because, you know, I actually had a, a gym gym um, with like, let's see, one, two, three, four, six goals. I had at each goal, a station. So I had a dribbling station. I had a passing station. I had a shooting, a rebounding, a defensive station, and uh, a teacher station. So it was like a a place where I could go. And I'm like, all right, I saw you do this. This is what I need you to work on. Um, And so I had all of that. And after I did that, Then we moved into actual games, and I literally kept, you know, the game wins, losses, ties, because I don't really want to have the need to go into overtime with, you know, so many kids. That's just not going to be fair. And I remember how much fun they actually had when it was set up that way. Because at the end of the unit, at the end of the... season, we had the tournament, we had the playoffs, and the playoffs, uh, it, you know, it had, it worked just like the regular season, teams got bumped off, and then the championship one was really fun because every student in that class had a job to do, whether it was bookkeeping score, or bookkeeping for the home team and the guest team, whether they were refereeing, whether they were playing, whether they were, um, and I wanted to get, <laughs> I wanted to get a real feel, so I'd had, I even had some uh, be audience members yelling at the, at, at the players, and then I had some that really were really good at wanting to get better, so their task was to um, work on their skills some more. So the next time we visited basketball, the basketball unit, they could, their team would actually be, um, be there. And that particular lesson, I planned it that way because I wanted everybody to be responsible for something. And I remember we got a visit from our district uh, people at the time and they loved it. It was structured, They, it was like everything was laid out. And that was what I wanted to have happen every day. No, it didn't happen every day, but when I do my planning, I allow for some ro- wiggle room for things to, not say get off track, but I plan for some things to, go wrong and then have a plan in place for the things that go wrong so for me that's that is an example of just how I plan everything it looks great when you see it and but that's because I put in the effort to plan I can't wing anything and well teaching wise I can't wing it because that's just not setting a good example for interns or first year teachers, second year teachers, not not a good example. So for me, I try to set that example by not winging it. Uh, there's a quote that I like a lot. It came from one of the songs I listened to. Um, I'm gonna just try to remember how it goes. It's, you gotta plan to work and work your plan. Because if you don't plan Something, then you plan to fail. It was something around that. And it always stuck to me, stuck with me. Apparently not that well since I can't remember most of it. But just the idea of always having a plan and planning against things to work also helps me um, be better at what I do. Um, I do know that my PE friends when we all get together and we share ideas, I'm the one that's always trying to find a way to cheat. I'm gonna be honest, I'm always trying to find a way to cheat because I know when I get back to school, get back to work and I see my students and I show them and I teach them a brand new activity, they are gonna to try to do the same thing. And so if I can set up rules in place for myself, it's gonna be a whole lot easier. Um, so that's, that's why I, I just, I can't wing it. Um, now, when I do my planning, I go backwards. I used to go forward. I used to come up with an activity, try to find a standard to match it, try to find the objective for it and then try to find a way to assess it and then after that try to find a way, you know, I write what I'm going to say for that lesson. And In college when we did a lesson planning I do remember we had to script out everything which was a little time consuming but our professors did a really good job already kind of having a template for us. Um, but now I, I don't do it that way. I do it backwards. So I wanna make sure that my program is meaningful. I, I wanna make sure that the kids know what they're doing when they come in. So I, want, I plan with first the standard and then benchmark and those two things, side note, those two things are completely different. They're not completely different. A lot of us use them interchangeably but they're not one and the same and I'll go go in depth with that um in another episode but you know start with standard start with the, then go to the benchmark how would I assess what like what's the objective for that benchmark what, what do I want the kids to know when they leave class and then I can assess that and if I can assess that and I have all of that already in place, then I can look at which activity do I need, which activity do I want to do that's going to hit all of these bullet points, all these marks. So that's how I start to do it. It's not perfect. Still trying to get a good handle on it. Um, I did do a workshop at Shape Florida uh, recently where I talked about what we're talking about now. Just how to create a standards-based lesson. And I think it went well. I think I planned too much for it because I brought way too much equipment down and the room was way too big. And I was nervous because it wasn't like presenting in front of my peers, people. I know even though they were all in there it still felt scary I was still nervous and before I knew it time flew by and it was over and like I had nothing to worry about so sometimes when I plan too much or when we plan too much it does backfire on us um, I do plan with others Plan which activities we we need to talk about. Plan with other schools with their PE teacher, f- just to see. Hey, let's give this a shot. One of the things I I tried planning with uh, another teacher who's amazing um, was the next was a product called Brain Ball. Brain Ball is awesome. It's it was developed overseas at a university made strictly for PE so there's planning in that and they take all these little like basketball, soccer ball, volleyballs and they put letters and numbers on it and it's a really good way to actually incorporate reading, math and other um, interdisciplinary um, subjects into PE. And that's the short, quick version. And this product is expensive. And I was able to afford it due to my amazing PTA. So shout out to them. If anybody on there is on, on here is part of them. Um, so that was that was something that I planned with that teacher. And we tried it out, and it's like, hey, this is really good. Came with a hundred lessons, but Again, the lessons that they put into it's just basic lessons. We can definitely go more in depth with that. Um, so that answers that question. And then another one that I just came up with as I'm, as I'm thinking about this, it's, or another thing that I've been thinking about um, is planning for the end of the year or planning for the beginning of the year, what do you do? I know for us in our district, I usually have, we usually have a week to get ready for when the kids come. Normally that first day, you know, you're just meeting all the teachers again, you got meetings and one of the other days it's meeting with all your PE health, you know, all the PE people have a, one large meeting in the district, and then the other days it's, you gotta get your classroom ready. Um, And usually by that point, I am all the way ready because I took the time to plan out the beginning of the year at the end of the year before. So like for this year, I'm already planning for next year. And I do have some really cool ideas that I'm spitballing. And once I start trying them out and get it going, I'm gonna let you guys know how it's going. Um, but yeah, like when do you plan for the next following year? Do you wait until that year comes? Or do you do it like how I do it and, you know, start at the end of the year? There's no right or wrong way. It's just make sure you have something in place. Um, you know, do you move around uh, switching? Uh, gears here for for another moment. Do you plan at your desk, or do you move around the room? I know I remember this vividly. I was teaching health at a, at a high school, and I was on a subject, and I and I got kind of stuck. Like you know, the kids they'll they'll get it, but it's not going to be like picture perfect. It's not going to be a product that I'm going to be happy with. So, I got up from my desk, and this is the first time I ever thought about doing this. I got up from my desk and grabbed a basketball and went into the gym and shot free throws. And as I made or missed a free throw, I thought, man, this could, this could go good. I, I'm coming up with ideas. And so, I, each time, and I had a notebook that I brought with me so I can write down the ideas. And I did this for about a good 20 minutes, just nothing but free throws. And then as I started getting more ideas, I started moving around and actually taking some jump shots. And each time I moved around, I would get another idea or I would get inspired to do something. So for me, I started moving around the classroom since then. And when I had my planning, I might be um, practicing the skill and trying to see what errors are the kids going to make what things are they going to see that's not going to make sense to them so I can go and change it um, which it looks kind of crazy if you walk into my classroom, you walk to my gym and you just see me hitting golf balls talking to myself it's going to look kind of nuts but all I'm doing is I'm trying to find, not a way, but find what the, or think like the kids, and what they're going to say, and what they're going to do, and what rules do I need to put in place, and what corrective phrases do I need to actually say when a kid does XYZ. Um, that's how I that's how I do my planning. I know a lot of classroom classroom teachers, and in the next episode, I just remembered something um, that I'm gonna say in the next episode about words and stuff. But I know I have a lot of other um, teachers that teach in a class, a different subject, you know, math, science, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, first grade. And when I'm walking in the hallway, you know they're playing. They're doing whatever they're doing. I don't care what they're doing, but they're sitting at their desk, which I get because I do the same thing. I'm doing it right now, but I'm wondering if when they are coming up with their lesson, if they would, if they're going to be more creative when they're walking, if they're moving. Um, I have no idea. You know, I, I'm just throwing stuff out there, but tell me what you think, um, you can respond back or if you want to be a, uh, guest on our show, I'd love to have you just send me a, a message on either our, our, um, blog or Facebook and we can get something set up. So with that being said, episode four part two is coming to an end and next up we will have part three probably today (laughs) so with that being said stay classy and i hope to see you next time